on my path to reclaiming who I actually am and how much is actually living dormant in me that I'm just now unleashing. I think we can hold each other accountable in terms of not buying into these limitations and not letting ourselves buy into the stories that we've carried over for generations and just say, hey, woman or not, who cares? You can do anything you want to, anything. Yeah. And that for me is powerful. It's not about the house, the boat and the car and the title. I don't care about that. What I care about in terms of powerful is what kind of an effect do you have on other people? How can you lead them? How can you inspire them? How can you make them better? And I think that is our responsibility, particularly as women, not only in our daughters, but in our boys that we're raising. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Earth. I'm so excited. Welcome back to another episode of the Get Up Girl. And if you can see us live, if you're not listening to the podcast, I am here with three gorgeous, phenomenal, glorious women. And this is the Get Up Gang chat. So this is when I bring three of my gals, four of us. You could watch us virtually live on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, or LinkedIn. And we also turn it into a podcast. Welcome. I have Katie Batres. She is our money gal, our money expert. We also have Suzanne Perchel. She is the founder of Rise Media and Stephanie Gilstrap, our local merch and also fashion expert and everything clothing wise so that you can feel so good in your skin. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. So what y'all don't know is I just told them like 30 seconds ago that we're going to talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about, I don't think that we talk about it enough. It's very right. behind the scenes and we have conversations. And what I'm realizing, gals, is with the rise of social media, the rise of reels, videos, et cetera. Now, tell me if you notice this. I've seen a rise in mindset, a rise in like, come on, you can do it. And, you know, think positive and things of that nature. And I'm like, cool. And what else is possible when we actually talk about the pieces of the pie that bring our lives together? And in my point of view, sex, sexuality, intimacy, everything of that nature, intimacy with our bodies is such a piece of the pie. So what do you think about that? Let's just jump in. Whoever wants to jump in about how the rise of talk of mindset is lacking with the talk of sex. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll jump in. I, I can completely agree with you. I think that for a really long time, you know, this is a subject that 
us as women, you know, it, it wasn't okay to talk about, or it wasn't okay to explore that side of ourselves. Um, but it really does play such a key role in, um, you know, I believe in like the law of attraction and things like that. And, um, you know, it overall, when we have great sex lives and it's a direct reflection of like what's happening behind the bedroom, I believe, whether it's with ourselves or with a partner, you know, that outwardly reflects in our everyday lives and the way other people see us conducting our lives and the things that we're able to attract into our lives as well. So, yeah, I'm so excited that we're talking about this today, Joanna, because I, I do. I think it's it's not chatted about enough. So. I wish you could all see their faces when I told them before we started recording. They were like, yeah, let's do it. And I specifically, like I said, I was like, I'm not going to give them an update. I'm going to tell them right before. Okay, Katie or Suzanne, do you think the pendulum has swung so far from not talking about sex and then now to like, let's say Cardi B and songs like WAP that are just so swung to the other side where like, where can we just have an everyday conversation. What do you think about that? I'll, I'll jump in. So I, I see that very clearly. That's actually something um, that I had a conversation with, with my husband uh, a, a while ago. And I was like, wow, to see the difference between it being a very uh, taboo subject. So you only talk about it with your partner, whoever that's with, um, or close friends to all of a sudden being plastered across the TV yeah. screens and every music that you listen to. It's definitely a big difference. But I think that as empowering as that might be for some people, it also drew back a lot of people that are like, well, that's not me either. So I guess I'll just stay on the side where you don't talk about it at all. So I think you're right on the head with that when it comes to there's still a big section of people that are trying to find their way in the middle where, hey, how can I talk about this just like health wise, wanting to share you know, either my relationship or how that's feeling with me. I think people are still trying to find their way if they're not swinging all the way to the other side with, let's say, Cardi B. Exactly like you said. Katie, I so am totally there with you. So you're either like A or B and you're going, well, what if I'm all of it and how do I fit in here? Or, or what are the conversations that we can have? And that's why I wanted to bring that up today. Uh, Suzanne, I have a question for you. Do you see a correlation with you and yourself when you're uh, let's say you're, we're just going to call it our bedroom habits or things that are happening in the bedroom. If those are off, do you feel off in your everyday life? Great question. Um, actually, I'm not feeling off in my everyday life. It's more in my my relationship and my marriage. That is totally off. And I'm, I'm going to be like, totally honest, like you opened the door. I'm in my mid 40s, well, late 40s. And we change as women. We totally change in terms of, at least for me, what I need and what I don't need and, and how I see myself and how I would like to have my sexual life looking like. Um, definitely different than in my 20s and 30s, particularly after children. Um, and finding that new way and actually talking about it is something I think particularly for us women is something that we can open that door even further because even I feel sometimes lost. It's like, what am I going to give up for the sake of my relationship to be still nurturing and fulfilled in terms. And where am I in this? Like, what, what do I need? What do other people need? And where can we meet in the middle? Um, and it does affect everything in, in my house, at least. Not particularly for me, but the health of my relationship, which then though affects how I see and walk through the day. 
Yeah, all of us are like nodding our heads. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. am I open a door that yeah. should be closed? No, <laughs> not here. <laughs> thank you for sharing that, Suzanne. And I love that this conversation, we have all generations of women in this conversation. And that's, you know, important so we can get different points of views and perspectives. Okay, this resonated with me. As I uh, add years to my life and become, you know, even wiser, I noticed that, um, sexuality for me and actually copulation, right? Because copulation is different than like the sexualness of it. I feel more sexual and now the copulation is different. And so if anybody's like, what's copulation? When actually, you know, the body parts come together because I feel it's flipped. From my 20s, it was more of the actual act of the sex. And now it's more of the energy of the sex. And the more that money is prevalent in my life and, and I feel confident now the sexualness around me feels more confident. And now the copulation of the actual part of the sex is not as important. It's interesting. And yet it's still enjoyable. So Suzanne, what you were saying, it's like when that is lacking, I see it in the partnership lacking and I'm like, Oh, I'm good. Oh, wait, we're not good. Okay. Yeah. We're a little off. Okay. Got it. What, what can I, uh, gift and what can I also, so that I receive. So it's not just like, all right, I'll give it to you. Cause I've noticed my girlfriends will say that like, all right, my, my partner wants it. So I'll just say yes. So what do y'all think about that? Katie, Stephanie, do you have that? Sometimes you're like, okay, I'll just give in. Or am I the only one? (laughs) I think to a certain degree, there's always those times where it's like, okay, well, um, I want to make them happy as well. But I feel like for the most part, when we have that energy, like you're saying, because um, I know I'm younger, but I feel the exact same way as you, where it really starts with the energy before the even act of it. Right. And um, for everyone that's like, well, I'm just giving in completely. I'm like, there, there could be a switch there. And it really switches with well, what inside of me is confident enough to start bringing out this energy? And sometimes it can start before you even just gifting that to that person. It could just start with you yourself. You could turn that on easily. And if it's a little harder, I feel like uh, that's when people should really look inside of themselves and be like, okay, like, is there anything going on that is kind of blocking that to open for me right now? Am I too focused on finances? Am I stressing about work? Am I stressing about something else? Because if not, and I could get right there, I feel like it should be a pretty easy switch to be like, let's. Let's get into the mood of that so that I can get them with it. Ooh, okay. I had something, Stephanie, what do you, what do you want to say on that? Uh, yeah. So like what I thought about when, like, when you said that is how it's like, I feel like it's just like with so many other things that we talk about, like that a negative, like, oh, I just have to like, give it, I'll do it, you know, just because I have to, that is like, that's a choice to, to have that attitude around it. Just like we talk about in business and all the things we're choosing our attitude in every area of our lives. Right. Um, and it really doesn't have to be like that. And I feel like that is a little bit of like a toxic thing that women kind of talk about, but it doesn't have to be like that. We're actually choosing to make it that way. And if we, we also have to realize that, you know, like, don't we want to like 
make our partner happy and like don't we understand that like this is like an important part of our partnership and this like brings us together and this makes my partner more attracted to me which in turn like makes me feel good so we also need to think about like i don't have to actually think of it that way i'm i'm choosing because somewhere inside of me i feel unhappy but how do i flip my mindset and like flip that switch to where it's like oh no actually I want to do this right now because I know that this makes my partner happy and it makes me feel sexy. And those are all very important, you know, parts, parts of our, our relationships. Right. Yeah. Can I ask the question? Yeah. That brought up something for me. Does that work for you? Because it doesn't work for me. Meaning that if what I'm not, yeah, this switch, I want to, it doesn't have to do anything with not wanting to make them happy. I am just not in the mood and regardless on how much we're talking about it or how much I am adjusting my mindset around it, the flips just not switching on darling. Yeah. Well, and yeah, totally. And, and just like speaking for myself, it's kind of like, yeah, it, that doesn't always work for me, but I, I truly feel like deep down for me, it's because I am just in a really deep mood where I just really am choosing not to to change my attitude around it or or reflecting on myself where okay there's something going on inside of me that's keeping me in this really negative place to where i can't open up to my partner but that's just me yeah so stephanie you get a little more curious with it is that how you're doing it like you're like what is it there's something deeper there yeah, I always I always kind of think about like psychology stuff just with everything I do. I don't I always like I'm kind of like thinking of things a little obscurely, I feel like often. Um, but yeah, I think I think with sex, it's um, yeah, just just digging a little like always asking why, right? Like that's a tool that we can use in every area, realize, okay, well, why do I feel this way? Okay. And then you answer that. Well, why do I feel that way? And then just keep going lower and lower, and there's always something deeper that we're not acknowledging going on, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah, because then as Suzanne was talking and you were saying the switch, I've noticed for myself and I wonder if anybody else, the switch has been harder for me lately. And just like you said, Stephanie, it's like, what is that? What is that really? Am I distracting myself with something? Do I not want to? I'm like, no, that's not it. There's something else there. I've discovered that my brain and my mind starts to wander and my partner's like, what are you seriously thinking about X, Y, Z while we're doing, you know, I'm kissing you or I'm hugging you. We could just even be walking down the street and like, he's hugging me and you're like, you're so beautiful. And then I start talking about, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. And I start to laugh and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so that person. I was never really that person of like, you know, the to-do list. I'm like, I'm so the to-do list. What is that? So I've been really curious. How about you, Katie? Do you have that? Are you able to switch it quicker? I feel I'm able to switch it pretty quick, but I definitely have that. um, And that's exactly what I was talking about, where I'm like, if I feel the need for it, okay, it's not there. I do have to flip the switch. It's because I'm a list person too. I'm that person that has 101 things on my mind, all organized, and they're different colored folders. And this all happens in my mind all the time, 24 yeah. seven. Um, that's just how my brain works. So it it is one of those things where I had to practice making that switch. It's not like, I'm just going to do it. I really had to think, okay, in this moment right now, nothing else matters. Let me see if I could just get myself there. And I've gotten really good at being able to do that. 
but I understand the other side of it too, where there is going to be other things that you just can't stop thinking about. Um, and of course there's going to be certain times and places where you're like, this isn't the right time. Even if your partner maybe wants it, what do you mean? Like, do you know what just happened? Do you know what we're going through right now? Uh, There's definitely going to be those times, but I'd say for me uh, personally, it, it is pretty easy to make that switch. Gosh, do you have one tip for that? Gals, anybody, Katie, anybody like a tip to switch it that's working? Cause I'm, I'm right and taking notes. Me too. I think if your, I think if your partner really knows you, knows you so deeply, me and my, me and my husband have like these connection talks nightly. We'll just ask questions about each other, even stuff about that, about what you like, what you don't like. What do you like when you're in this mood? What do you like when you're in a bad mood? You know, I've told him every little thing that's inside of me that I think of that. I think he knows how to handle me perfectly. Maybe if I'm in a bad mood, maybe I feel stressed. He knows what things to say or do to make it easier for that switch to go on. Maybe that's good. Mm. Okay. And if we have a partner that's not willing or open to that, but what did you have, Steph? Uh, yeah, actually to piggyback on what you said there, Katie, like, uh, I was actually, I've been thinking about how I feel like it's so much related to love languages Mm -hmm. in terms of, it's so important that our, our partners understand our love languages, especially when it comes to sex, because my minor words of affirmation, number one, very strongly, number one, and second is physical touch. So if my husband is like, you know, being like, oh my God, like, I so appreciate you. Oh my God, you look beautiful. Like, you know, whatever. It doesn't have to be necessarily sexual comments, but just things that make me start to like feel really good. And we deepen that connection. And then obviously a little physical touch. And then, so, so, so yeah, having your partner just really understand you in that way of what does make you tick. Um, and that can be like a really great way to help to, you know, transfer that energy. Phenomenal, Stephanie. Yes. Gosh. And those connection talks, I really, mm-hmm. gosh, even talking about it more like making it conscious, a, a choice to talk about mm-hmm. connection and the sex. I really, I'm taking notes. I love that. Okay, I have a great question because I'm extremely curious about this. I don't ask many of my girlfriends this, not on purpose, but I'm just curious. Makeup sex. How are you gals? Are you into it? I'm the type of person for me, my point of view or no, my body. It takes a while to open up like a flower again after an argument. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't think I've ever been a makeup sex kind of girl. It, um, I have to really feel safe and good. So if there's an argument, it could take, you know, so many days and I would love some tools to change that. But for you gals, are you, do you like makeup sex? Is that your thing? Suzanne is rocking side to side. (laughs) I remember the times when makeup sex was like super hot. And let's I, hear I, about I, it. Yeah. Tell us. It wasn't healthy. It was always a tool to be seen and oh. to eat it. You know, it okay. wasn't, it wasn't in my, um, I would say 20 plus years marriage. Now it was a relationship that should have never lasted the, the time it lasted. So even though it was super hot, um, that doesn't exist in my current relationship. Like if I am like you, I need a little bit of time to deepen that connection again. And when we're talking about arguments, I mean, it must be something that like really, really rubs me the wrong way where I actually question not the relationship, but the the current, do I really like you right now? Because I cannot um, have a deeper connection with somebody that I, yeah, love for sure. But I, I also want to like, 
hugging and and holding and and kissing. So if I don't like my partner at that moment because I just don't understand why we're reacting this way, um, then I need a little bit of time. And then we also we have this agreement. I would be the one that actually then opens up and said, "Hey, I am. I have calmed down. I have not reacted, but really." really um deep down there understood where this is all coming from do we need to have another conversation about this or do i understand and find peace with this now brilliant so, sex doesn't work for me at all not anymore it's hot though brilliant. do i like i don't like you right now i yeah. love you and i don't like you so she is closed the store oh. is closed right now yeah well, uh, katie stephanie what about you I agree. I agree completely. I think uh, it was, I think as we married and as we started maturing slowly in our marriage, it's not like that anymore. To me, makeup sex used to be, okay, this means that we're good and we're going to stay together and it's fun for both of us. We're married. I know an argument's not going to break us apart. So to me, I'm like, no, I really do want that connection back now. And it's more about, am I attracted to who you are in this moment? Um, I, am I attracted to the honesty you're giving me or am I attracted to you? Um, you know, the apologies or even on my side too, but it, it really is more internal before I feel like I get to that place where I'm ready again. Katie, do you think it was a tool before even not realizing it, it was a tool? Oh yeah. <laughs> We're good now. So you're back in the game. Makeup definitely, set. Definitely. Yeah. Stephanie for you. Uh, yeah. So I'm definitely, yeah. I mean, if, if there's an argument, like I absolutely have my walls up. I think sex at that point for me, isn't really a thought like it's, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm, um, I, yeah, I got my walls up at that point. That's not what I'm thinking about. I, I just want to be pissed off. Right. Um, so if it is something that happens, it has to be quite honestly, something that he initiates. Um, but you know, it's also important to understand that I also want to say that all guys, I think women tend to not all, but, um, tend to have a little bit of a fantasy around makeup sex and like, kind of like a guy like swooping in and being like, yep. you know, raw, right. Um, but we also have to understand that not men, all men are like that. And I will say that like, my husband is a little less, you know, willing to like, you know, in a makeup sex situation, like he's sensitive too, and he gets upset. And so if he's not gonna like, you know, we've done it before, but it's not like a, a frequent thing. Right. So, so it is important to also understand your partner and be like, if that's not who my partner is under that particular circumstance, then let's just be pissed off in our separate corners. And then we'll, we'll, we'll regroup maybe the next day or something. Right. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing and being open because this is so opposite of what I thought. In my mind, I thought, you know, nine out of 10 girls or 10 out of 10, they're all having makeup sex. And I'm the only one that is like, no, you know, so, any gals out there, hit us up. Let us know on Instagram if you are a makeup sex gal, too. I wonder if like I had this in my head. So I'm like making me like closed off and wrong and like, oh, it takes so long for me to open back up again. So that I've been beating myself up a little bit for that one. OK, I love this question. Are you gals a fantasy gal? I ask this one often to my girlfriends. Do fantasies, uh, do you play them often in your head? Do you play them during sex? Do your partners know, or is this something like in your, 
in your own little mind. <laughs> Stephanie is smiling. <laughs> Let us in, girl. Let us in, because um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely think, yeah, for me, I absolutely things come into my mind, and um, quite often, <laughs> like, you know, just in doing- all. In so. all the in all the scenarios, I would say, um, and uh, you know, because I I think for me, I, I crave newness, right? And like, it's almost like you're able to have like something new that's that's not your reality in your in your mind, right? Um, not to say reality is is always bad, but I'm just saying, like, you know, we like newness, we like interesting things, right? So when you can get a little creative in your mind, and if that helps get things rolling, like, why not, you know, so that's how my mind works. And I would say that, like, I mean, it depends on your partnership, but we're not like, we're not like the type of people that like talk about our like fantasies or anything. I think, you know, we just kind of keep it to ourselves. Not to say that that's the right way to do it. Um, I think, you know, healthy expression of that kind of stuff is good, but, um, but no, I just keep it in my, my little noggin. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. I'm kind of that way too. It's like, you're having this fun little fantasy in your head. If he asked me, I'd tell him, but it's still like, no, it's kind of fun. It's in my mind. Oh my gosh. Suzanne, Katie, somebody jump in. I'm curious. I'm like jumping at the bit. I think I'm very blunt with my husband. So I'm that person where it does. I'm not someone that it doesn't happen often. So when they do pop in my head, I'm that person that like runs to him and I tell him right away. And I only feel comfortable doing this because we have that relationship where we do share it. Um, and it's not like, oh, like this is what I was thinking. And then nothing comes from it. It's like, oh, this is what I was thinking. And then he's the type of person to be like, okay, well, we're going to make it happen. And it's not like right in that moment, because then it wouldn't, I don't want him to do it because I'm telling him, you know how girls are. You have to do it on your own, right? So he'll always be there too and then make it happen. But um, since it's not often, I'm very open with, when I do think of something, I'm like, oh, I want to tell him. <laughs> so that's that's kind of how the relationship I have right now with him. That sounds fun. Suzanne, what that's about awesome. you? Are you a fantasy gal? Um, <laughs> Is your husband going to kill me for this? Um, you know what? I'm not going to share this episode with him. No. <laughs> Super honest and there's no judgment, right? Like, mm, yeah, fantasy, but not particularly with my husband. Mm. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like I have oh. fantasies, but it's like a faceless person. Does that make oh, sense? Yeah. Oh, no. And it's I not have personal, right? Yeah. And I think it would like crush their hearts, you know, but it's like, maybe it's not. It's just, I wonder if more women think this way or are you fantasizing about your partner or are you fantasizing just about the scenario? Well, I think it's the attraction of something new, perhaps, because, I mean, 21 years. I am not saying that it is boring. However, it does take a little bit more consideration of keeping, um, making love interesting, not not knowing what's going to happen the next moment. Mm. Okay, And when you're stressed out, this is me, then I'm just, okay, just let's get it done. That's in me and in, in, in some situations as well, that where when I let myself go and actually detach myself from what I know in terms of my partner, 
then let's just say the creativity flows a little bit better because you're not emotionally attached. You're not judging. You're just free, at least for me. Mm. I like how you brought that up, Suzanne, because sometimes it's like, let's just have a fun quickie. And yeah. it's like big production. <gasps> and it's, it's like, babe, it's not personal. Just sometimes like, let's go. It's not mm-hmm. anything. So you guys are shaking your head, but then I feel like, oh, I'm going to crush their heart. Oh, <laughs> you just want to boom, boom. Right. You want to, you want a 30 second reel. And sometimes you want to watch a two hour movie, but sometimes a 30 second reel is just as good. What do y'all think about that? Oh, <laughs> amen, sister. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but, okay. Do you hold it back? Cause you feel like you're going to crush your partner. I think, um, I, I think for me, it's, it's more, we have very busy schedules. We both work completely from home, but we're still super busy. So for us, uh, I feel like we're on the same page about that where I'm like, Hey, someone didn't show up. I have like, you know, I have a little bit of time for my next appointment and you just like want to go with it. And it's like, okay, like, let's go with it. Um, that's not going to fly with every partner, but I think because we have such similar lifestyles, he understands that, Hey, this is the time we have. Okay, cool. Let's make it happen. Okay, I do want to pause really quickly and and thank you so much to all of our partners for receiving everything that we're saying today. If they're listening to this afterwards, we love and adore you. Dang, because I, uh, yeah, it takes a really strong person to go, dang, you're talking about our life on Facebook right now and Instagram and to the world. (sighs) Okay, let's do a little, a little shift. And I wonder if women and, uh, you know, all, sexual orientations, but I'm just going to say females. If we truly are aware of how powerful we are, do you girls see that in your girlfriends, your friends? Like, do you think that women know how powerful we are? I don't, I don't think so, but I was brought up, my dad always teaching me, do you know how powerful you are? Do you really understand that you can walk into a room and change it? Even if there's other females in there, because you're a woman, a man walking into a room, it, it's a little bit different. And I wonder if we understand that because the power of sex and the power of what we can create and the power of what we have in our hips. What do you gals know and think about that? Uh, yeah, I, I totally, th- I think women, I think all humans are really just tapping into a fraction of their their possibilities and their potential. Right. But especially as women, um, like I, I personally think we're like the most powerful beings on earth. I mean, we, we bring humans into the world, you know, and, and that's like a really big deal. I actually just came across something on, on Instagram the other day about how, like, um, I straight up like brought a new soul into this earth, which that's an interesting way to like a new soul straight up yeah. came from the portal, the portal between my legs, like here they are, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I thought that like, wow, that's kind of a, a really great way to think about that. Um, and just, you know, and, and I think that that really comes through and just uh, our confidence in general, I think a lot of women struggle with their confidence. And I've shared with you, Joanna, in the past, you know, the 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 pie chart right of how you're talking about all the pieces of of the makeup life but i also think of um if you were to think of a pie chart and all the things that make up our overall like confidence right and part of that is 
um, you know, like what I teach with fashion and Katie with money and like Suzanne with everything that you do and Joanna and all the things that and exercise and working out and feeling attractive and sex and things like that. And um, we often don't tap into many of those pieces of the pie chart, right? Which leaves us not fully whole. Um, so, so yeah, I, I totally think it's, I, I think we have a lot of work to do as women. It's been great to see, I feel like over the past several years with social media and like the boss babe thing coming up and women are starting to feel more confident, but even still, I think it's just a fraction of what we're truly capable of. Just a fraction. Yes. You, you circled it together, Stephanie, what I wanted to say. Like, I think we're just tapping in. Like, we truly know how much. And when I say power, I actually mean confidence. That's what I really mean. Power is not like overpowering. I mean, like the essence of power, the essence of confidence, the essence of love and sexualness. I really don't think that we get it or are aware of the 100%. Because when we have those moments of doubt, it goes back to what you said, Sam. Dang, do you know that you can create a human? Do you know that? Like, if you are a mother or, or not, like, do you know that you have the ability to do that? You are phenomenal. And men have the ability to create with us. I mean, it's just, I, I love the dance between the two, the, all the sexualness, all the, the, the orientations. I just think it's so beautiful. And that's why I want to have this conversation. Suzanne, Katie, uh, what do you think about the tool and knowing really how confident and how powerful that we are? I think it stems beyond, I mean, of course, giving birth to a new life is a crazy thing on its own, but I think it also kind of bleeds out into our careers that we're having nowadays. You know, just to give an example with um, my financial uh, business, for example, back in the day, if you were to think finances, you would think, older man, probably balding, carrying around suitcase, right? And it's crazy because we're actually coming to 50%, about a past 50% of the industry is actually just women. And I, what I started to see, especially in my company, a lot of these women are working until a week before they're about to give birth. And they're still on calls, helping people financially, still building their careers, powerful, leading the team. And they're going to give birth. Okay, now they're going to give birth, maybe with the child for a little bit, but then they're able to hop back in. And now find that balance. And what I started to really think about this is that I don't think it's been people telling us you can't do it. That's been keeping our confidence down. I think it's been a lot of people giving us justification on our excuses. Oh, I just found out I'm pregnant. Yeah, I'm only three weeks, but you deserve to rest. You deserve to like sit back and let the man do everything. Yeah, you're right. I deserve to not do anything and not grow or, oh, um, when we come up with any type of excuses, I can't cause I'm a woman. And then someone else backing you up. Sometimes it's usually other women backing up that are like, yeah, yeah, that excuse makes sense for you. When in reality, that person has something inside of them that is way beyond powerful than that. But we have too many people saying yes to our excuses and justifying them. So now we're putting ourselves almost in that place of you're right. I'm not that person. Buying our reasons and excuses. I like to call reasons the adult version of excuses. You know, adults have reasons. Kids have excuses. They're the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Suzanne, what about for you? Because I think about the song, Beyonce, you know, 
girls, we run the world. Like when that song came out, it was like, we do. Helen of Troy, she can start wars or she did start a war. Women, dang. What do you think, Suzanne? Oh, honey, I'm so glad that you brought that up. I actually held a workshop for, for, for performing artists last week around the topic power. And I remember so clearly it was last year you and I talked on a podcast and I actually realized while we were talking what kind of a loaded relationship I had to the word power. Just me as a woman, as as a business person, as a mother. And I always thought it was something bad, meaning I had to do something bad. I had to hurt somebody in order to either have power, gain power Mm -hmm. or giving up power. Um, I don't know if you guys remember or grew up this way, the um, good girl, be a good girl. Just be a good girl. Don't don't shine too bright. Just do as you told. Okay, where my counterpart always said it was normal that they did some some things that weren't okay and they got in trouble. But we as girls, we had to be good. And that's where my whole my my offset relationship with power came in. And and on my path to reclaiming who I actually am and how much is actually living dormant in me that I'm just now unleashing. Um, I think we can hold each other accountable in, in terms of not buying into these limitations and not letting ourselves buy into the stories that we've carried over for generations um, and just say, hey, woman or not, who cares? You can do anything you want to, anything. Yeah. And that for me is powerful. It's not about the the house, the boat, and the car, and the title. Like, I don't care about that. What I care about in terms of powerful is what kind of an effect do you have on other people? How can you lead them? How can you inspire them? How can you make them better? And I think that's, that is our responsibility, particularly as women, not only in our daughters, but in our boys that we're raising. Yes, that is power. Suzanne, you nailed it on the head because I I didn't think I articulated what I was talking about with power. And you're absolutely right. I had the point of view that power meant to overpower someone Mm. or something. It means like you're on top. And actually, that is not the definition of power. That is, you know, it can be, but yet, no. Wow. Okay, this is so juicy. We're going to have to do like part two and three. And everybody DM us on Instagram and let us know, you know, your thoughts. Oh, yeah. Salome is giving us a lot of comments over here. She has lots of fantasies all all the time. (laughs) Last question. How does sex integrate with your career, with what you do for a living and how you create money in this world? How does sex work with you, not work with you. We're going to end with that. Let's start with Katie. Okay. I think uh, right off the bat, the relationship, especially um, once you are married, when it's like that serious relationship and when you're happy in it, there is obviously a lot of sex, right? And the way that I see that going along with my um, industry is that we see a lot of people that are divorced and the number one reason for divorces nowadays is actually bankruptcy or financial Mm -hmm. um, hardships. And so when we're sitting down teaching people about money, it's crazy because a lot of times they're not only learning a good strategy, but we're kind of learning who they are as a person and their relationship as we sit down with them as well. And so that's where I've seen a really big correlation where 
hey, let's get your money right. Now you're confident as individuals. Now you probably are, you know, more happy. And you could tell, you can see people have that glow. When people have that glow, you know that they're probably actively intimate. And it's awesome to see, especially when people are in unity like that. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I just, so I'm like speechless. That was really good. Thank you, Katie. Suzanne. Oh man, that is a hard question for me to answer. Um, I think I'm not certain. Like, if I go from my personal experiences being in the industry, being a, a performing artist, um, because we we were so active all the time, um, it was just doing a good deed at the end of the day. Meaning that my body physically was exhausted so i could not I, I just could not even though if i perhaps mentally was in the in the state and in the mood and the flip was on physically i couldn't anymore because it was just too painful um and i don't know i i i don't think i have a really good answer for you there honey i think it's it's more that um it's needed to it was used particularly in the 20s and 30s to to just have a deeper relationship with with a person that we thought we weren't able to have that because there wasn't much of an emotional exchange. So what do artists do? Like we're so into our bodies and, and exchanging like body energy that that seems to be the natural next step, at least when I was growing up. Okay. So, and I was in my personal, um, in my personal life too now, um, it is completely different. It's all about energy, energy exchange, um, deep connection, great conversation that's inspiring me. That for me is really sexy. Yeah. Thank you, Suzanne. So many ahas as you all are talking. Thank you. All right, Stephanie, how about for you? Yeah. So, so I do like style and fashion and, um, I think as women, we drastically undervalue how much feeling beautiful impacts our lives. And, um, and that's, that's really like my whole mission is, you know, I think often as women, we, we do tend to fall into a, oh, you know, I'm busy. Oh, I don't matter. I'm putting all my focus on the kids. You know, it doesn't, you know, my husband doesn't care. He loves me anyway. And I would challenge all of that and say that, um, your, your kids, I mean, we set examples for our kids, right. About self-care and taking pride in, in our appearance and the way that we look. And, you know, some people might see that as shallow, but it's, it's absolutely not. That's an important thing that we should be teaching our children. And that's a great example to be teaching our children. Um, and, you know, our, our spouses, they, they want, they want to see us feeling beautiful. Yes. It's not always about us looking beautiful for them. That does play a role, but they want to see us feeling beautiful and how much more attractive are we to them when we feel beautiful and we're exuding that energy. Right. Um, obviously the visual helps men are visual creatures, right? <laughs> so it's, you know, that's always a good thing. They want to see that as well. Um, but it, it really does seep into that, that energy of style and that energy of our clothes. Our clothes are an extension of us. They allow us to become an even more full version of who we already are. Um, and, and the people, 
you know, that means so much for us to, again, reach that level of it's one more way for us to reach that power, Joanna, like that question that you were asking about. Right. Um, But also the people around us to have, you know, that respect for us and, and see that, that glow coming out of us. So um, obviously that's also going to coming back to your question, you know, transfer over into the bedroom, because when you have that confidence exuding out of you, um, you know, and you're going to, you're going to feel sexy. And obviously your partner's going to, uh, want to break off some, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do know what you're saying. And as you were talking, Stephanie, I was thinking about, I've been curious because the next episode, I really would like to get a teen, a 20 year old, like I want to get different age perspectives and ask them. Cause I wonder Stephanie, and if any of you girls noticed I'm noticing the younger generations, the lackadaisicalness of appearance is like born is worn like a badge of honor and like the level of taking a shower or hygiene or things of that nature are so on the back burner. And I wonder if it's because of us starting to change ours. They're looking at us. Like you said, Stephanie, our kids are watching us. And I wonder if that will play into the younger generations, into their confidence, into their power, into the bedroom and I, the, the ripple effect. It makes me curious. So mm-hmm. does anybody yeah. you know what I'm saying? Do you notice it? Mm-hmm. Like the level, like when I went to high school, you got up in the morning. It was like clueless. Who remembers the movie clueless, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wanting to dress all cute in your little dress and everything. And now I see a lot of the high schoolers and they're literally in just a, like a baggy sweater and some leggings and like some old pair. It's like, that's like you said, Stephanie, if somebody really loves me, they're going to take me for who I am. And I'm like, that would never fly when I went to high school. You wanted to like go and look cute and look just your best. And mm-hmm. I'm noticing such a pendulum swing. And I wonder if it'll tr- also ripple into effect into sexuality with the the younger generations yeah that's i think that's an amazing observation joanna because uh you know kids kids have learned a lot from us adults especially in these past few years around how we've handled every area of our lives right and it's it's been bumpy for all of us don't get me wrong um in in one way or another or all areas or whatever um but especially in that area of life a million a million percent i think that we have created this normalcy around lazy dress and and lack of self-care um that's really what it is is it's a lack of self-care and and that ultimately our kids do uh do what we say and or whatever it is you know what they they do what we do right they mirror our actions right so um so if we're not taking care of ourselves that's absolutely going to transfer over and and that is what's happening i i totally i'm there with you i see that Mm -hmm. yeah moving forward anybody out there i would love to interview like have somebody like a 17 year old a 24 year old and like a 31 year old or something i would love to talk to that and get their their point of view about it that really intrigues me mm. ladies I, this my has son's been 16. Oh, <laughs> i'm serious I, I i had a download i was like this would be 
it intrigues me so much. And then also from different regions of the United States and like, are they different? Because what I've noticed, I don't know if it's an L.A. thing, the lack, the the normalcy of just wear whatever you want is just so received. And I'm going, gosh, Jacob, I could tell you didn't take a shower. Like I could see it. Can I give you like a quick Canadian like insight and in what I'm seeing happening here? Because I have oh. a 17 year old and a 14 year old. Now they're not- from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> they're not particularly in high school, but um, we're homeschooling. But what I've seen when my oldest was in high school was that he begged me not to um, get him any kind of clothing that he would stand out at mm-hmm. because the people that were actually dressing up and trying to take care of themselves and feel good um, were picked on. That's what what we observed. Wow. Um, I don't I don't see the self-care in that way going down, particularly I see. I mean, boys are boys. Like, I, you know, you always have to like push them to take showers, but you know, it takes a few years and then they're catching on. And then now it's every day. Um, so I, I don't know if it's so much, I, I can't tell you, but it, it is different. It's definitely different up here. It is more a judgmental towards, um, when you're taking care of yourself, you're standing out. And with that, particularly in high school, you want to blend in, you don't want to stand out. Interesting, Suzanne. That's why I want to have these conversations because I'm curious. Yeah. And that was so different of my experience. Wow. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Ladies, this has been such a gift. And I hope everybody listening as well or watching has received something from this conversation. Maybe it'll spark a conversation with your partner today at dinner or with your your girlfriends, your boyfriends, your friends, your whomever, and to open up more of those conversations and be willing to express all of it. And thank you to all of our partners for being open to letting us share our lives here. <laughs> Please follow all of all of the gals on social media. Just swipe up and all of their handles will be there. Tag us on Instagram. I love and adore every single one of you. Congratulations, gals, on all of your success and everything. And continue to shine brighter, right? Let's continue shining brighter so that we could be the lighthouse for more people to find what it is that we offer, that we can gift. And I love and adore every single one of you. Everybody have a great day, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.